Welcome to the Birth Warrior Podcast. In each episode, we feature the stories of birth warriors, women who have persevered to find their own truth in pregnancy and birth. As you hear these women share their stories of love, autonomy, connection, and power, it is our deepest wish that you will be inspired, empowered, and supported to find your own truth. We are honored these women have stepped forward to share their personal stories and to help us remember that we all have the power to choose what is right for us. The Birth Warrior Podcast is a presentation of the Indie Birth Association and is not intended to be medical advice. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Birth Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Jaden Graham, and on today's episode, we have Melissa Melissa is a mother to four boys, ages 12, 11, 8, and 6 weeks, and an integrative health coach supporting mothers on their own personal journey of motherhood in Twain Heart, California. During her most recent birth, Melissa shares that the teaching that came through is the importance of connecting with the place within ourselves that is unshakable. That place where we find deep, profound trust within ourselves, with the unseen ones, and come to, to truly remember who we are. And this was such a lovely conversation to record. I am so grateful to Melissa, and I hope you all enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hi, Melissa. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Mm, hi, Jaden. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Um, yes, wherever you would like to begin your story. Oh, goodness. Where to begin? Yeah, as I was sharing a little bit. Um, yeah, it's, it was hard for me stepping into actually telling my story because I was I'm still integrating a lot of it. You know, I'm still processing a lot of what happened. Um, my son was born two months ago now. Mm. And so it's a constant integration process. And I realize if I go, if I go with that, that I want to wait until I integrate it all, then I'm actually never going to share my story <laughs> because my first birth was 13 years ago and I'm still integrating that one. So yeah, yeah, I'm going to share where I'm at today with this, with this last birth and it was a lot different than my previous three. So I have three boys, they're nine, 11, and 13. Um, and the first was an intended home birth um, that ended up in the birthing center. And I learned through that birth how important it is to have people that are calm and people you trust and um, to really protect the birth space basically is mm-hmm. what I learned without going too deep into that story. And so um, having different individuals that I didn't plan to have there at my first birth and um, certain energy dynamics of other individuals um, made it a very difficult birth. And so mm-hmm. for the subsequent birth, my second and third, um, I, I had actually, I moved, so I had another midwife available, um, and they were beautiful home births. Um, they were water births and very undisturbed. I basically didn't talk to anybody the whole time. I felt like I was on my own. I mean, the midwives 
and my husband at that time were there, but um, very undisturbed. And so going into this fourth birth that I'm talking about today, um, that's kind of how I ended up with the decision to do um, just a free birth just with my husband and my three boys present and not have the midwives there this time around because I just felt so beautiful in the previous birth just on my own and felt kind of like, you know, I don't really need a midwife there. I can, I can do this one just with my, my close my close boys, my mm-hmm. four boys, I say, which includes my husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, going into it, I felt great. You know, I felt I was preparing my space. I had the tub set up for a water birth. Um, all my boys wanted to be here, my three boys. And <laughs> so they helped me get ready for quite a bit of that. And then the day came and it was not how I expected. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it threw me for a loop. So my my little one ended up being posterior, which mm-hmm. my first was posterior. So I knew right when I went into labor and I had an idea kind of before with the different sensations in my back. Um, I had this voice like, is this mean it, it's posterior? Because um, I, I hadn't checked the positioning of the baby for the whole pregnancy. And so, mm-hmm. well, I don't want to say that I checked it, um, but I, I never could figure out what the exact position is. So anyways, he ended up being posterior and, um, and it was a bit difficult. Mm. So it started smooth um, and very beautiful setting up the tub. My boys, you know, sprinkling flower petals in the tub. and Oh, that's so sweet. Sprinkling some cedar and lighting the sage and the candles and, you know, everything I had ready to go for that sacred space to get ready um, for this, you know, rite of passage to happen. And I wanted to labor on my own in the beginning. Um, so yeah, all the boys set me up, got me ready and and left. Well, they left the room and they all went to play baseball outside so I could hear them playing baseball outside. <laughs> and I labored, yeah, on my own for <clears throat> for, you know, the time is difficult to tell, but probably the first three or four hours and then it it started to get difficult so in that time I really do I felt like I was in this timeless um space and it's like I wasn't even having thoughts Mm -hmm. um I kind of had this idea like oh I'm gonna think of all my spirit helpers and I'm gonna have these feathers here and I had kind of like props to help me remember Mm -hmm. certain things Mm -hmm. and I I wasn't even going to those places I was in almost like emptiness is Mm. the best I can describe it oh interesting uh, yeah very spacious yeah and I was there for for a while until it started to get really intense and I, and I felt like I needed that um, pressure on my back 
because the posterior laborers, you know, very well is like very back centered. And mm-hmm. so I did, I called my husband in and um, I needed him at that point. And that was the first experience I've had in a birth of feeling like I needed somebody there um, before mm-hmm. I felt like I wanted everyone away I don't want anyone I want to be on my own and this I was like I if you're not here I I don't know if I can make it I really need you here mm-hmm. and he was also trying to keep the tub warm and take care of the kids and make them dinner and um, I didn't expect to need him so much and so it was a bit challenging for him, I think, as well. Um, he had a lot of responsibilities since we didn't have anyone else there to help. And I could start to see him getting a bit overwhelmed, um, mm. which, you know, is you're so sensitive in the labor that I started to get a little tense, but breathing through it and there was a clear point which was so sweet at one point in that process my my nine-year-old he decided he wanted to come in the tub so he's like swimming around the tub and my husband's like putting pressure on my back and it was at this highest intensity and I remember um, reaching out like my hands out of the tub and kind of rewinding because that morning I had gone outside for a morning prayer as I knew, I felt like labor is happening today. I I knew that morning, although it wasn't until maybe around 3 p.m. that things started picking up. But in my prayer, I saw this circle of women, of um, indigenous women of all colors. They were forming the circle around our home here in the forest and they had like baskets um blankets they had these very it all felt very sacred like these sacred items that they brought and they were Mm. protect it felt like they were protecting the home and supporting me so all of I'd seen all these indigenous women and I felt it very ancestral like my ancestors here supporting me Mm -hmm. um And at the same time, they were just from all over the world. Mm. And I had that strong with me all day of feeling (laughs) really supported by these invisible ones that um, are here with me. I felt that strong throughout the day. And it kind of, I had forgotten it during the labor up until this point when it was, it was the transition. I I clearly knew I was in transition at this point. My body was shaking. um, I was puking. My son was like holding the bowl for me to puke in and um, I was just reaching out and I felt these women like grab my, my hands and I don't, it, it was, it was pain. I mean, my previous births, I felt like it as energy, really strong energy moving through me, but, and this one, it just, it was painful. And I, I was hoping I would come out of a, a, a labor and a birth being one of those women that was like, yeah, it was just the energy moving through and no pain. But no, this was, it was a lot of pain. And these, these women, these indigenous 
ancestral women. Um, they helped me get through that transition. Um, and I still feel them present here. And so that's something that I'm still integrating of these invisible supporters um, that are always here with us. So that was a big thing that came through during that birth of really connecting with the invisible ones to help us through some times that we feel like we can't handle. Mm -hmm. And that was that transition stage for me. And so knowing that was transition, um, you know, I, I knew I was going into pushing, you know, the whole, my whole body changed and the contractions changed and I started, or my body started pushing. And so I was excited and thought, Whew, you know, we've made it to this point. And from my previous births, I pushed for like five minutes and the baby came out. And so I was ready to catch my baby and uh, it didn't work like that, <laughs> not this time around. And so, you know, in that pushing phase and continuing and continuing and it went on for a really long time and I didn't feel the baby moving down. Um, I, I felt like n nothing was progressing. I felt very stuck mm -hmm. and my husband was getting tired. I mean, he was pushing on my back for so long and I saw mm -hmm. him getting tired. And it was, I was in the tub for about um, three hours pushing, mm. um, stuck in that pushing phase. I don't wanna say stuck, but in that phase and I did feel stuck actually. And I realized it was, uh, it was a deeper emotional stuck process. And after about three hours, I thought, you know, I need to shift something. I need to, I need to move my body. You know, I'm kind of, I was kind of stuck in one position. And so I got out of the tub and started laboring on the bed. And for about another hour, still pushing and pushing. And um, that's when I, started to get in my mind mm -hmm. uh, like before that I was very in the moment just like breathing through even though it was very difficult um I was just in my body mm -hmm. and and I could tell there was a flip and I, I got in my mind and I asked kind of like how long have I been pushing for and started getting into the time you know mm -hmm. I was in the timeless before and started getting in this world of time mm -hmm. in comparison thinking my previous births I pushed for five minutes and how long have I been pushing for this one and I'm comparing and I've never went through this much pain and it's just it, it feels different and like, oh, you've been pushing for like three, three and a half hours, maybe. And once I got in that like mode of how long I have been pushing for, I started to, uh, to doubt myself. And I was, I was tired, you know, um, I started to wonder, like, if I could do this, um, maybe I'm just not strong enough. Mm -hmm. Some you know, some of the stories 
or the fears that people shared with me when I shared that I was doing a, you know, undisturbed free birth without a midwife and the questions of, is it safe for the baby that, that started coming up of, am I putting my baby in some sort of danger right now? Mm-hmm. Um, is something wrong and I don't know, is my baby stuck? And so all these, these fears, these traumas that actually, you know, came up to be healed. They, mm-hmm. they showed up in that moment. And, um, you know, with just exhaustion and telling my husband, like, I don't, I don't think I can do this. Like, I think maybe something's wrong. <laughs> and afterwards, we kind of laughed because I told him, you know, I'll get to the place that I'll, I'll probably say, I don't think I can do this because mm-hmm kind of going back a little bit this is his first baby so my other three children were with my previous husband so this was his first time being there for a birth mm-hmm. and so I was telling him you know I could get to this place of of really doubting myself and so I was going through that and I could tell he was um wanting to support me because in that moment I, I was telling him just keep supporting me don't you know freak out or think like something bad is happening that's just that just happens sometimes in in a birth you start to feel like you can't do it and he did support me for a little bit and then I could tell he started to get scared too and so he was like okay what do we do do we need to go to the hospital or and like in that space it was like I couldn't even think and I felt like even I don't even know how I'm going to make it to the hospital if that's what I need to do I feel like I I can't even move Mm -hmm. and this voice like came so strong saying uh, do you trust yourself and do you trust your baby and in that moment like all of me knew yes I, I I trust myself and I trust this baby like I trust this baby knows how to come out. It's not about me doing all this work. It's about me getting out of the way me surrendering to the process. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in that moment of fully believing, not just like a mantra, but like fully believing with every cell in my body that this baby knows how to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, I could feel the baby move. I could feel the baby move down and Tears. These little beings that are coming through us, they're just so wise, you know. Mm-hmm. So wise. So incredibly wise. Yeah, and and I could feel the baby move down and and even with that, um there was still like a piece of me that that wasn't sure if I could do it you know so Mm -hmm. with all that trust there was like still this residual story and um so a friend that lives down the road 
she she helps out she's an assistant to a local midwife and um i wanted her to come check to make sure he wasn't stuck and so we called her just to make sure even though like the baby's moving and all of all of that was kind of like mixed because i had asked my husband to call actually before the baby before he moved down um, but i still wanted her to come even though we called before so so she came but it was like maybe 2 minutes after she she showed up and he he came out so she didn't you know get to check if what position he was in but yeah she showed up and 2 minutes later there he was and and that part is still integrating because part of it for me is like wow I wonder why it was just two minutes after she came that he came out and it, and it took so long and was that a coincidence even though I'm not quite sure I believe in coincidences mm -hmm. so was it that I still had a little bit of doubt within myself and I really needed somebody there to show up that believed in me you know, that that new birth and just she showed up in full trust it felt like like when she came in the house I could feel like this angelic presence show up mm -hmm. um you know angels come in the form of humans quite often and so I felt humbled I mean that that experience humbled me mm -hmm. of um this beautiful work that midwives do it's you know I had kind of this idea like I, I'm gonna do this on my own and just having her presence there I felt like opened me just the rest of the way that mm -hmm. I needed to open for this baby to emerge and that's the part of the story that I think an ongoing integration for me because I had an idea that I would make it through this beautiful birth process with just my husband and our boys. And I found myself um, almost feeling like a failure that I called somebody to come check, like feeling like, um, like I wasn't strong enough, you know, and so realizing that calling for help is actually a strength that calling on our sisters and supporting each other as women is actually um, stepping into our power and saying like no I'm going to do this on my own and I don't need anybody is is an old story absolutely and you know I feel I feel like too when we're at our most vulnerable sometimes we have that story in our head of oh I don't want any outside influence or any outside help because we don't because I feel like sometimes there's a stigma that comes along with needing help and wanting help when it's really you know the best thing that we can do is ask for help and I think it's really hard especially as a woman to to ask for help too you know for sure yeah. yeah yeah that was that was a big one for me and i tend to be um kind of hurt if you ask anybody that knows me i kind of don't socialize very much <laughs> i don't reach out to people that much and so um after the birth i was feeling like 
the beauty of of her being there um, in a very simple way. And she was only there for maybe 20 minutes or, you know, she left pretty shortly after he was born because I kind of just wanted, um, you know, my family there. I wanted to be more intimate. But just like her getting me my underwear and her like wiping my legs off, I felt like so cared for. Like I just mm. remember her getting my underwear and me feeling like, oh my gosh, that is like the sweetest, best thing ever. She's getting my underwear for me. And it felt really taken care of. And um, and that lesson of, you know, reaching out to others to, to get support. And mm -hmm. it was a big one for me personally mm, yeah. Mm. yeah how did um how did the immediate postpartum um how did that how did that go it was or, I guess how is it going beautiful <laughs> cool yeah it's still it's still <laughs> Man, I, 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 I kind of thought about that after I'm like, actually, I would, I felt like I was still in the postpartum at like two years old. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's an eternal process. Totally. But, you know, it was, it was very beautiful. I mean, my, my two, my nine and 11 year old were like, can we go to bed? We're tired. And <laughs> they went to bed after the placenta was born. So the placenta was born just very beautifully and smoothly. Um, and I think they were completely disgusted by the birth of the placenta. They didn't like the placenta birth. It, it is, <laughs> so I will say though, it is very beautiful though that your, that your sons did see that, you know? It is, yeah, it, it's yeah, a really beautiful was, thing. Yeah, they still talk about it, they do. <laughs> and, my oldest though that's he'll be 13 next month actually he's not quite 13 but he stayed up with my husband and I and mm -hmm. we all just kind of snuggled in the bed with the little one who was another boy which I was a little surprised by I wasn't sure what it was going to be but a little mm -hmm. boy and um we didn't cut the cord our plan <laughs> was to do a cord burning with the candles and um, so we kept the cord attached all night and then did the, the cord burning ceremony the next morning, um, which, which was beautiful. I mean, the kids were up and, um, I thought they might be interested, but it was not so interesting to them. So my husband and I did that together and, mm -hmm. Uh, so the first day was, it was quite beautiful. And then um, I was, I was depleted also, you know, I was, I was exhausted and mm -hmm. I really didn't set up the care that looking back, I realized is really important postpartum to do. And I've done this before, Um but I had the midwives and they were checking on me after the birth and coming to the home visits. And I didn't have that this time. Mm -hmm. And I really missed that. Actually, I missed um, having just a woman there to even just talk to. Um, I didn't have visitors coming. I don't live close to my family. And so 
the postpartum recovery was was more difficult than I've experienced in the past. Um, and then the latching, he it took him some time to latch properly. And so I had like very sore nipples. And so the first week really worked me in many ways. And um, and in the end made me stronger, mm -hmm. uh, I feel like birth is like birth labor and then postpartum pregnancy all of that it's like this microcosm of life where what needs to be healed comes up full force you know and so many stories have come up to be healed in this whole process and what seems like something that's you know going wrong is really just what needs to happen for for us to heal and fully be who we are. And that's what I see happening on a daily basis as a mom is mm. my children are bringing things to me every day that are showing me uh, who I really am, if I can see it in that way. And mm -hmm. so this little guy brought that full force to me of, um, of pulling back the veils and healing the old wounds and, and continues to do that and really showing me how to find um, my center in the midst of chaos, basically, which I think is a really helpful thing to do in these times, especially. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, it's that like that core uh, zero point where nothing around me is affecting my internal state and I saw that in, in this birth and I'm seeing that on a daily basis, you know, with, with this little guy. Mm. What a great teacher. Yeah. 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 Aww. Well, Melissa, yeah, thank Yeah. Very wise. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa, thank you so much for, for sharing your story. And, and is there any last parting words of wisdom that you would like to leave our listeners with? Hmm. I mean, that voice that came strong for me, uh, just to remember that ourselves of, of trust ourselves and trust our babies and in trusting ourselves and trusting our babies, we're trusting in God, in the great mystery and in the universe. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's what's coming through. Mm hmm. Amen to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Melissa, so much. Um, I'm so grateful that you allowed me to um, record your story today and to hold space for you. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Mm, thank you, Jaden. I yeah. really appreciate what you do and who are. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Storytelling is a profound agent of change one that has the ability to plant seeds of inspiration, introspection, and beyond. If you have an empowering birth story that you would like to share on our podcast, please head over to IndieBirth.org forward slash birth warrior to send your submissions. That's IndieBirth.org forward slash birth warrior. Hope you have a beautiful week wherever you are in the world. Until next time, friends.